Welcome to the Mercy Community Group Leader Podcast. Mercy Community Groups exist to become more like Jesus together through regular gathering, shared devotion, and sacrificial love. My name is Joey Schwartz, and I'm your group's pastor. The goal for this podcast is to share stories of God's work among our community groups, to keep you informed about church news and events, and especially to equip you to lead your groups toward a deeper knowledge of Christ. In this episode, we're going to do two things. First, I want to help you reconnect with group members. I know it's been a long season through the summer, probably of not staying as in touch with your group members as you typically do. So we're going to walk through how do you do that? How do you reach back out to your group members after some distance from them and bring them back into community? Then we're going to talk about how to lead this week's kickoff meal. Uh, You're being provided a guide for this, but this is going to be some uh, supplementary material on how to lead that time and make sure that your group gets started off right. But before we do that, I I want to, as always, um, give you an update on the group's schedule. So first, just to give us a little bit of a position of where we're going as a group's ministry, and then I'll get into some church events This week, again, August 30th, we are kicking off groups. So this upcoming week, you're going to do a a kickoff meal, make it potluck, make it easy, gather people together to uh, celebrate and cast work. That's what we're getting into today is celebrating the works of the Lord, casting your cares on the Lord. It's going to be really a baseline time of just reconnecting as a group, really easy. Then next week is Labor Day week. We're going to be technically off, but if your D groups want to meet together, that's totally fine and optional. You guys go ahead and keep gathering as a community. But in terms of us providing you with material that week, we won't have anything for you on the week of September 6th. Then next week, September 13th, is a week of prayer and vision. You're going to be having a time of prayer and also discussing together the vision for the group. I'm going to be providing a guide for you on that week, September 13th, because That's the week of the Group Leader Collective on September 17th. Again, remember to mark your calendars for that big event. That'll give you some vision and guidance for the whole uh, fall and really the whole year coming up as a group leader. September 20th and September 27th, you can go ahead and plan on meeting all together as a community group on those two weeks. That gives you the schedule for the month of September. Now, Let's cover some church news and events for you. We do have an outdoor service coming this Sunday at 10 a.m. If you're going to be there, go ahead and RSVP. You can do that at mercycharlotte.com slash news. If you have not heard about the lunch and learn trainings that we've been doing on Tuesdays from 12 uh, to 1 p.m., it's on Zoom. You can sign up at mercycharlotte.com slash equip. Pastor Richard and Molly Johncock have been leading those out. I've heard great things about them. And this upcoming Tuesday, our very own Kelly Hemmings is going to be walking through how to lead well in singleness. That's a great one to check out, especially if you are a leader who is in a stage of life of singleness. Our One of our members, Kelly Hemmings, is going to be walking through that. You can register, sign up at mercyshawlett.com slash equip. A couple of, of other events for you, mer- uh, membership class, excuse me, coming up on September 20th. If there's anyone in your group who's not a member, they can sign up again, at the news page. And then a big one for you as group leaders, group link is on September 20th, 27th. Let me say that again. Group link is on September 27th. That's a Sunday. So if you're a new group leader, if you're planning out a new group, or if you have room in your group, that's going to be a big event for you. Most likely, most likely we're going to have an in-person event for group link. 
We'll have more information for you soon if you are participating in that. All right, that's all the news we have. Hopefully that keeps you up to date. Let me know if this is helpful for you as a group leader, if this is helping you stay informed. I'm hoping that putting all of this news at the front end of the episode helps you to really stay in the know on everything we're doing as a church. Okay, with all that said, I want to get into some content to help you lead your community group. Remember, this podcast has helped you as a community group leader lead your group to become more like Jesus together. That's the goal of community groups. That's the goal of community group leadership. So first, we're going to cover two things in this episode. We're going to start with how to reconnect with your people, and then we're going to move into some practical guidance on the guide, the upcoming group that you're going to be holding this week. Let's start with how to reconnect with people. So not only has it been a summer season in which every year it's a difficult time to stay connected with your group members, that's the case year in, year out. But not only that, we've also been in a time of social distancing and in a pandemic and the cultural and sociological ramifications of all of that. So if you have been struggling with connecting with your group members, there is some good news and there's some bad news. The good news is that 90% of your group members have been struggling too. Everyone is on the same page. It has been a really hard time. So if you have not been checking in with your group members every single week and feeling like you've been a faithful group member over the summer, there is so much grace in Christ across the board in the body of Christ. And your group members are going to give you grace too. They know the season that you've been in. Now, the bad news is the exact same. The bad news is that 90% of your group members have been struggling too. So it's likely that many of your people are in a place of weakness. They're in a place of depression, maybe. They're in a place of, at the very least, discouragement. There are some rare cases where people are just soaring through this summer and doing great. But for the most part, most people have been affected by this season in some way or another. So your group members, they desperately need an invitation back into a transformational community. They need to reconnect. They need you to reach out. And where I want to start with this is encouraging you to call them by name. I don't mean literally give them a phone call. Uh, You can text them, give them a call. I mean, at an ideal situation is that you're able to see your group members face to face. But when I say call them by name, I'm talking about the way that Jesus called people. When he was calling his disciples to himself, he didn't say it in generalities. He didn't say, hey, bud, if you want to follow me, come follow me. Or, hey, if there's anyone out here who wants to come and learn how to be a disciple, come follow me. We're fine if you join and we're fine if you don't. No, Jesus loved them And he looked at them in the eyes and he said, Levi, follow me. Peter, follow me. He looked at Zacchaeus and he said, Zacchaeus, come down. This is what Jesus does. He loves people individually. He knows them by name. He looks at them in the eyes and he calls them by name to follow him. So my encouragement to you is that leading up to this kickoff meal you reach out to your group members. You may not be able to get to everyone, but over the next few weeks, make it your goal to, just like Jesus, go to your group members again and give them a gracious call again, welcoming them back into this transformational community. As you're doing this, I want to encourage you to hold two different um, tensions 
in the way that you're calling your community group members back into community. On one side, I want you to show a tender compassion. And all this, by the way, is based on Christ and the way that he called people to himself. On one side, you have a tender compassion. And on one side, you have a transformative call. On one side, you have a tender compassion. And on the other side, you have a transformative call. What do I mean? Well, when Jesus called his disciples, he said, follow me. He went to them right where they were, just as they were fishing, just as they were going on their way. He didn't wait for them to come to him. He went to them with tender compassion and he said, follow me. But on the other hand, he welcomed them and called them into something. He said, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. He met them where they were, but he did not leave them there. He had tender compassion for their current state, but he had a transformative call into discipleship, into something better, into the abundant life that's found in Christ. And so that's what you want to carry as you're reconnecting with your group members. First, start with a tender compassion. Again, everyone's been struggling in this season. And so meet them where they are. Go to them as they're fishing, so to speak. Go to them where they are. And you can do this by asking a handful of questions. I'll include these on the email um, in case you want to reference these specifically. But I have a few questions that you can actually ask as you're meeting with or even texting your community group members to meet them with compassion. The first one I get from a helpful article from Donald Whitney. He's a professor um, out in Southern Baptist Seminary. Um, he, he, he recommended asking this question of um, members of the church during this COVID season. And shout out to Pastor Richard who had sent me this article. I thought Donald Whitney had some really great questions to ask of our church members. And I think it's a good question for you to ask as a group leader. So start, you can ask, what's been the most difficult part of these circumstances for you so far? What's been the most difficult part of these circumstances for you so far? Whitney says, it's, this is a more specific question than how are you doing? That's a question we're prone to ask. But Whitney instead recommends asking, what's been the most difficult part of these circumstances for you so far? Assuming that they've been affected in some way and trying to draw out what has been the most pressing issue for them over the summer. Another question you can ask is, have you felt like you've gotten closer to the Lord or far, farther away in this season? It's hard to gauge what God's been doing if you haven't been around these people for long. So a good question to get a summary is, have you felt like you've gotten closer to the Lord or farther away in this season? And how so? Have them describe for you what God has been doing and either drawing them closer to himself or how they've maybe gone astray in their life forgetting Jesus. Another question to ask is, how has your devotional life been in this time? Now, this is a a more direct question to ask, but it's still a really good question to ask. And this is a, a compassionate question because you're not asking this out of judgment. You're asking them out of a desire to help them, meet them where they are and help them take next steps. So ask them, how has time in the word been? How has prayer been? Has that been, have these devotional disciplines been something that have faded through the season or have they stayed steadfast through the whole season? And then lastly, what has God been doing in and around you? What has God been doing in and around you? It's a good question to ask to get them starting to think, even if they've had 
a really discouraging or depressing outlook through these last several months, if you ask that question, you start getting them to think toward what has God been doing? How has he been showing his grace? How has he shown his powerful works in my life over the last several months? So that's the tender compassion. Those are some questions that you can ask to meet your group members with love. But on the other hand, you want to give them a transformative call. Remember, Jesus didn't just say, follow me. He didn't just go out to them. He said, I'm going to make you fishers of men. And this is the goal, remember, of community groups. We're trying to together become more like Jesus. So something that you could do as a group leader is look at your group members and as you're meeting with them one-on-one, encourage, encourage them in the way that you see the grace of God in them. Encourage them and spot out the grace of God because the truth is they probably haven't been seeing the way that the grace of God is is displaying in their life. Maybe it's a spiritual gift. Maybe it's the fruit of the Spirit. Or maybe it's a, a certain ministry that you feel like the Lord is calling them to. Or maybe it's a way that they have continue to remain steadfast through this season, and that itself is an evidence of the grace of God, why don't you point that out? Call out the grace of God in them. Show them how you see the life of Christ in them. And then from that place, from that place of encouragement, call them into more. So if they have been displaying the grace of Christ and steadfastness, why don't you welcome them in by saying, Hey, I'd love for you to really play a big role in helping us together as a community group grow in steadfastness in the Lord. Or if they have been extremely diligent in studying the word, welcome them in and say, hey, I think that's a gift that the Lord's given you that could really benefit our group. Or if they have just been struggling in the whole season. And the only thing that you can encourage them in is is that they have been bringing their laments before the Lord. Even encourage them in that. Wouldn't you just, why don't you just go to them and say, hey, I think you could help us as a group lament and bring our cares before the Lord and come to the Lord with our anguish and prayer. However you do it, I want you to go to them and give them a role. Give them an empowering call into community. Help them see why they play a vital role in helping the other community group members become more like Jesus. And in that way, they're not just a passive consumer in the sense that they could show up at community group or they could not. No, they are a vital member of the body of Christ. And the grace of God that is in them uh, can be used to magnify the grace of God in others. Christ in them can help bring out and mature Christ in others. So give them an empowering call. Show them why they are not just a consumer, but an owner, an active participant in the community group. Okay, so that's how to reconnect with your community group leaders. There is so much grace for you if this has been something that's been difficult to do over the summer. Let's use this week as a restart. Go back out to them, call them by name, Levi, Zacchaeus, Peter, just like Jesus did. Look at them in the eyes, call them by name, show them how you see the grace of God in them. Okay, from there, I now want to talk about how to lead out this week. We're uh, using this week to really kick off community groups for the fall. Though we don't have really clarified vision for where we're going for the whole season, that's coming on September 17th in the collective, we're starting off with a meal of remembrance, really just a baseline way of gathering everyone together, catching up, 
casting our cares on the Lord where people have been struggling, and then celebrating the good works of God. A foundational passage for this, and this is included in the guide, is Lamentations 3, uh, specifically verses 19 through 24. Let me read them out. Remember my affliction and my wanderings, the wormwood and the gall. My soul continually remembers it and is bowed down within me. But this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. You see how Jeremiah in here, he does two things. He says, my soul continually remembers my affliction. He's honest about the fact that he's thinking about his affliction. But at the same time, he also thinks about the steadfast love of the Lord. And that's what we're trying to do this week as we're gathering together for a meal to cast our cares on the Lord and to celebrate his works. We want to be honest that on our mind are the anxieties, the cares, the burdens that have been weighed on our hearts through this season. But we also want to practice godly thanksgiving and call to mind the steadfast love of the Lord, even if it's really, really hard to do in this season. We want to do both. We want to lament and we want to give God thanks for his goodness. So from the start, set the stage for this time of that you're meeting together. This isn't going to be the big vision that you're giving to your group. It's just a really, it should be a laid back time of reconnecting with God and with one another. Again, you're going to start, you're going to see on the God, you're going to start by going deep into casting your cares on the Lord. The reality is he already knows the cares of your heart. You're going to see that it's kind of a, a, a rhythm of reading a psalm and then uh, testifying and answering some questions, reading another psalm, testifying and answering some questions. You're going to do that twice for casting your cares on the Lord, and then you're going to do that twice for celebrating the works of the Lord. Now, one note that's not included on the guide, as you're talking about casting your cares on the Lord, when someone brings up a really hard issue, and this is true for any time that you're leading a community group and leading through these guides, if they bring up something that's really, really hard, even if it's not in, in the, included in the guide, stop and pray. Stop right there in the time that you're gathering together and pray. Um, this is this guide is meant to be a framework for your time together. It's not meant to be a strict rule. So if someone brings up something that requires pray, prayer, stop what you're doing right there and have someone in your group pray and believe in the Lord Jesus on behalf of that brother or sister. Now, you're also going to go deep in celebrating. I mean, as much as we go deep in casting our cares on the Lord, we want to go even deeper in celebrating the goodness of the Lord. We're going to be recounting the deeds of the Lord. And I'd encourage you as a group leader to start out in both. Set the example for what it means to cast your cares on the Lord with a lot of honesty, and then to recount the deeds of the Lord with a lot of joy. I do have on that guide a time for you to sing for joy. We need to get more and more used to singing together as a community group, especially as our capacity to gather together as a big, big group on Sunday mornings is limited. We have to sing to the Lord. It's included all throughout the scriptures. Ephesians tells us to sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in our hearts to God. Actually, that might be Colossians. I'll have to look that up and I'll put it on the show notes. It might be Colossians 3. Um, but you need to sing 
songs and hymns and spiritual songs. Singing is a command and some are gifted in it more than others, but every single believer is called to sing. So if you have someone in the group who's musically gifted, just have them lead out in it. And then if no one in the group is musically gifted, just play a song on Spotify, a worship song. You can use a mercy worship song or any other solid music uh, that praises Jesus and sing out loud together. Um, You're going to end by talking about how God has used this season, not not actually just as a time of discipline and discouragement, but for some members in your group, God has really used this season to refresh you. I point out Psalm 107 verse 35, where it says he turns a desert into pools of water. Ask your group, for some of you guys, how has this desert place actually turned into a time of refreshment? I know for me, it's been both. There's been some really hard times in the season, but Overall, God really has used this desert place of COVID over the last several months to refresh my soul and his goodness. Okay, one final note before I send you off. uh, One final note. I'm sure some of you guys are thinking about how to handle gathering a big group for COVID. Here's what I say here. There's a lot of freedom here for you as a group. Since we're gathering to worship Jesus, a lot of the government regulations don't apply to, you know, say groups of 10, but we do want to walk in wisdom. So if you have a really large group of people, maybe consider meeting outside or um, if you have a large home where you can meet with masks on and so forth, you just have to gauge out where your group is and where your group is meeting and walk in wisdom As you walk in wisdom, also remember to walk in love. Your group members are going to be in different places. I mean, we have seen that there are really members of this church that fall on all sides of of the spectrum. Some who are really struggling with anxiety around social situations and also some members who are not at all. And they're super free to meet with anyone at any time in any space. So you just have to walk in love and encourage your community group to love one another, prioritize love in in the group. And in all these things, remember what we're walking through, 2 Timothy 1, that God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and self-control. Whatever you do, remember, do not fear. Uh, Jesus is with you. He will guide you and give you wisdom. As you are meeting together, remember to operate by faith. We're going to believe that God's with us. We're going to believe that God's going to move among us. We're going to believe that God hears us as we cast our cares on us, on him, and he hears us as we're celebrating his good works. So that is your guidance for this kickoff week. Group leaders, I believe that God is able to do abundantly more than all that we could ask or imagine. And it starts this week. I really believe that he's preparing the stage for a lot of fruit to come out of the desert. That we, even as a church, are going to see pools of water come out of the desert place. And I cannot wait to hear story after story celebrating the works of the Lord as you meet in community groups throughout the city. We are so thankful for you, group leaders. Thank you for all you do. I pray that the Lord goes with you, that the Holy Spirit empowers you, that the love of Christ encourages you, and that the comfort and the compassion of the Father warms your heart so that you can shepherd your people with care. Mercy Community Group leaders, you are sent.